Today, on Commitment to Truth. You see, when a man or a woman, young or old, does what is good and what is right, when a man or woman begin to realize that, you know what, um, I'm going to seek the Lord in everything that I do. Man or woman who begins to say, you know what, there's no other option. It's simply saying, God, the battle's not mine. It's yours. Why? Because that's God. Because he's there to fight for you and for me. If we let him. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, Complete Hearts. Throughout our personal journey with Christ, we will be tempted to rely upon someone or something other than the Lord. This sermon series will help us examine our individual hearts so that we may develop and sustain a heart that belongs completely to the Lord. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. We must become a people who live courageously. We live courageously, and listen to what it says in verses 5-8. through eight. It says, In those times there was no peace for him who went out or him who came in, because many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. Sounds like the world today. Nation crushed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every kind of distress. And may I pause there to talk about the sovereignty of God. It reads, for God troubled them with every kind of distress. We can twist it however we want and say, well, God allowed Satan to trouble them or God himself sent trouble. No matter how you want to slice it and dice it, that's a part of the sovereignty of God that any person who follows Jesus must submit to is that God is in control of everything at all times and everything has to cross his desk. Everybody, everything needs a stamp and seal of approval. No matter how painful and distressful and unfair, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because it doesn't end with the distress. There's an end game to it all. And ultimately is the heart of man. That's a painful part of the, the sovereignty of God. But that is the essence of the sovereignty of God is that he will use and was not stopped by any means necessary to reach a person's heart. And some of you know what I'm talking about. So it's nations crushed by nations and city by city for God troubled them in every kind of distress. But you... Listen to what he says, though. But you, in the midst of all of this chaos, be strong and do not lose courage, for there is a reward for your work. Do you hear that? Don't quit, because there's a reward for your work. Now, when Asa heard these words, 
And the prophecy which Azariah, the son of Abdad, the prophet spoke, he took courage. And guess what he began to do? He began to remove the abominable, abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. So in other words, he's saying that everything that was currently in my authority, in my reach, in my grasp, I took care of everything that I accumulated and everything that wasn't even associated with you, God. And I brought in, which says that they could have been worshiping foreign gods and other things, right? Even that I'm willing to do what? Deal with. Verse 8, he says, and then restored the altar of the Lord, which was in front of the porch of the Lord. This takes courage. Dealing with hard things, dealing with sin, dealing with things that don't belong takes courage. Listen, church, leaving friendships that just don't belong anymore takes courage. Relationships that are corrupting good morals, it takes courage to leave them. The word courage means is to be strong, of course. It also means to be resolute, which means, the word resolute means to be determined and unwavering. So we have to be men and women who are determined and unwavering. That God, I'm going to be determined to cleanse, remove, restore whatever you tell me to remove and restore in my life. The more, listen to what it also goes to me. It means to be urgent. So this is super important to really dig deeper in because the tendency is this. We hear God. We hear what God tells us to remove and restore. But we just wait like we have more time. I'll get to it, Lord. I'll eventually correct that what you're telling me to correct. Urgency communicates courage. It takes courage to move urgently. When God speaks, when God instructs, he means now. The word remove means this, to alienate. It also means to bring, carry, or do away with. So think about this. What God is saying to you and I, those things in our life that need to be removed, you need to alienate yourself from it. That takes courage. When everybody around you is doing it, everyone else around you is approving it, or you yourself even approved of it in times past. And God has said, others may, but you may not. Their family can do it, but not this family. Their marriage can, but this marriage can. Their kids can, but your kids can. It will alienate you. 
even in your own home. There's times, guys, men specifically, God will call us to be courageous and lead our families, and you will feel alienated from your wife and your children. Matter of fact, they'll pull a coup on you. The times that God will say, no, dad, husband, you got to lead. Even if everybody's against you. You see, moms, it'd be the same way when your kids will come to you and cry to get their way or act out to get their way. And it just, just grabs your heartstrings and it'd be like... And you cave in. Takes courage. Listen, it takes courage when your mother calls you. Well, baby, now you know your mama. Oh, you know, you're not going to say no to your mama, are you? Now, she may not necessarily say those words, but you know how mamas can get. They could just be smooth operators in there and, and be able to make milk that and make you feel a certain kind of way. It takes courage to say, no, I can't, Mom. I can't. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. As under-shepherds and wives of the same, we all need tending to. We grow weary as we care for our families and those we faithfully serve. As life servants, we're honored to tend to those in our care but we too need to be cared for. We need help when life gets heavy. We need hope when life gets hopeless. We too need to be shepherded. So, who's shepherding us? You can purchase this book at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. It will, it will definitely alienate you from even people you love. The word remove also means to vanish, and here's the best one, to cease to exist. Those things that God tells you and I to tear down, remove, and even restore, right? There's this, this nuance of something has to cease to exist. And if something has to cease to exist that already existed in times past, and chances are, there's, if, you re, if you read this part of the, the narrative over again, you're talking about years of temple worship. You're talking about core values, if you would, of people. He's saying, tear down. Well, wait a minute, you, you don't get it. Well, that's how my great-grandmother did it. That's how my grandmother did it. That's how my mama did it. That's how everybody did it in the Brown family. But you know what God would do? Knock on your heart and say, for you, son, it has to cease to exist. That takes courage. Take courage if you're on your job and your boss is telling you you need to do this or that. And, and, and all of us have this inclination to do what their boss says 
even without counting the cost. Takes courage to even say no to those in authority over you. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14 says it this way. I certainly believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But how and why? Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes. Wait for the Lord. It takes courage just to say, God, I'm not doing that. Because you told me not to do that. And I will wait until you tell me what to do. Because bystanders say, well, why are you waiting? Why aren't you, why aren't you, why aren't you doing what everybody else is doing? Wait. Why aren't you reacting like everybody else is reacting? Wait. Psalm 31 verse 24 reaffirms it and says, be strong and let your heart take courage all you who wait for the Lord. So there's something about gaining strength and gaining more courage when we do what? Wait for the Lord. Because chances are in the wait, he'll tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it. What to say, what not to say, and how to say it. As we wait. We should never abandon the Lord because he will never abandon us. He has proved it over and over and over again. Small and great. He's proved it. We should never abandon him. We got to keep going back to the Lord over and over again. And if you're so far away from God, he wants to reestablish and restore relationship with you because that's just what he does. But all of this takes courage, right? It takes courage to make Courageous decisions to ultimately lead us back to God and or keep us there so that we can have a heart that is completely his. Lastly, we must become his friends. We must become friends of God. You see, so many times we view God as this being that's out there that is able to just wipe the earth out and wipe me out at a you know, swipe of a pen or whatever, right? Just blowing us and we're all gone. True, he could if he wanted to. And yes, there should be this godly fear, but remember, God's fear is a little bit different than man's fear. God's fear, when he talks about fear, he talks about reverence. Are you respecting me? Or another part of the fear, a definition of fear means this. It's, I'm so afraid of God because he's not even doing what he's capable of doing. It's kind of like when you walk in a house and you know you did wrong as a child and you, you just know what your mom and dad is capable of doing, but they didn't do it. And you just wait and you're like, oh, dang. When, when is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? And it never comes. But yet that, 
you know, that, that emotional landscape, uh, a landscape that they have and real estate they have is like, I know what they're capable of doing because they've done it before, but why are they not doing it? You see, in other words, it's this. I know I deserve hell, but I don't get it. That's something to fear God about. Is that I don't get what I deserve. So he deserves my respect. As a matter of fact, he gave me a way for escape of my stupidness. And sin. So I better sit up and take notice that he's God and I'm not. That he's all powerful, I'm not. Amen. That he's all knowing and I'm not. Yes. And that he's sparing me and I can't even spare myself. Wow. That's that sacred fear, right? But what God wants from us all the more is to be our friend. And that's what most people miss out of is the friendship with God. Verse 12 and 17 is the only verses we're going to focus on here. You can go back and read verses 9 through 17 on your own. Verse 12 says, they entered into the covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart. This word covenant, listen to what it means. It's the covenant between God and man defined on the basis of God's character, not our own. An alliance of friendship. That's what God wants, church. And when you, when you break it down to that relational basics, one-on-one basics, I'm sure everyone in there has a friend. Would you ever want to do your friend wrong? Not if they're your friend. Do you intentionally say, well, you know, I'm going to hurt my, my friend's feelings? Well, if you do, well, are you really a friend, right? So if you just strip it down to the bare bones and say, well, all God wants to do is be my friend. That's all he's asking of me is that would I be a true ride or die? It's like, you know what? I know when the chips come down, Cedric's not going to abandon me. You see, I grew up in Compton, and you know what we used to do? We used to go to house parties. And we always, <laughs> every time, we had this, like, checkpoint before you walked in. Okay, listen, if this goes down, this is what we're expecting from each other. It was like, just in case something goes down, you're not going to just run out. So we said, hey, if something goes down, you know what we did? We're standing back to back. I can't see what's behind me, but you can. I, you can't see what's behind you, but I can. We had each other's backs.
God just wants you and me to have his backs. And not be divided. Are you with me? Are you not with me? Are you my friend? Are you not my friend? Again, we know he's God, but let's... Friendship we all understand. Will you become his friend? Because he's already done everything to seal the friendship. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cedric with another Weekly Wire. Now, can I ask you a question? Could there be someone in your life that maybe you want to get even with? Maybe they have taken you for granted, taken advantage of you, uh, did something wrong to you, but yet you would like to take matters in your own hands. I will say to you, wait. Wait, as the scripture says, and do not return evil but wait until the Lord rescues you. So if you're tempted in this week to again, repay evil for evil, wait. If you're tempted this week to repay evil for evil for something that someone did to you years ago, I say to you, wait and give God time and he would do a better job as it relates to repaying evil for evil. In other words, the scripture says it this way. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He says, I will repay. It is a terrible thing to fall in the hands of a righteous God, a just God. I've learned over the years that I just don't do a good job repaying evil with evil. And I've learned to wait. So today, key word for you, key word for me to remember, wait. If there's anybody in your life that maybe are under the pressure to return evil for evil, can you let them know? Wait and give God the opportunity to do what he does best and that he is, that he is a just God and he will take care of anyone who's done you unjustly. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, Complete Hearts, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. We hope you are encouraged to make your heart completely His so that you can live courageously through Him. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. 
Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.